Well, folks, thanks for joining us. You know you're in for a treat when you hear that tune because it means it's time for another episode of the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Reed, also known as the luckiest guy in the world because I get to hang out here every week with this group of recreational poker wizards and uh, talk poker. So I got to thank our sponsors, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino, and Website Amp. And uh, I got to introduce the Wrecking Crew, which you can learn about by going to rec.poker slash crew, uh, just like me. But it's not just me. There's a whole village of folks here. Uh, Chris Jones, why don't you tell uh, Rec Poker Nation where they can find you? I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter or 5x5 on Poker Stars. And I'm John Somsky. I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. And I'm Keith Brandt, and I'm Monkey System everywhere. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50, just about everywhere. Well, thanks for joining us this week, folks. Uh, it's Monday night. We are playing in the Rec Poker home game. We're stealing each other's chips. If you don't know what Rec Poker is all about, we're a community of serious, thoughtful, fun-loving, recreational poker players who like to get together, study together, uh, help each other learn, play together. And uh, we just belong in this great community that uh, we're building here, one member at a time. So uh, every Monday night, we take a post from the Rec Poker forums, which are free to join. All it takes is an email address and a smile. Head on over to Rec.Poker and sign up now, and you can post in here. And if our premium members can come join us on the air and talk about the things that, are, that they're struggling with in their own poker journey. One of our premium members who's been uh, participating a lot recently is uh, John 7 High 11. Um, John's been a guest in the podcast uh, recently. And we've talked about a few spots that he's been working on that have to do with hand reading, um, practicing hand reading, applying hand reading, uh, the science of hand reading. And it's it's a skill that is crucial to any poker player. And it's it's an area where there's a lot of low hanging fruit for recreational players like us to uh, to just pick up pick up our, our B game or our C game a bit and um, really make some strides. There's another, there's a great response here from Elvita, who I think I mentioned last week is uh, posting a lot of really fantastic stuff in the forums here, such that Rob, you introduced this uh, forum post. He said, you'd like to nominate this as the forum post of the year. So that is high praise over here at Rec Poker. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what made it stand out to you? Well, first of all, John's uh, post was something that I think every recreational poker player in the world struggles with the most. Um, you know, we talked about this in past where you start poker and you see your two cards and that's all you think about. And then you start thinking about, well, what could the other guy have? And then what do I have? And, you know, what does he think I have and back and forth as you get more involved in it, you start realizing that you have to try to figure out, what hands your opponents are making the actions that they're making with. And when you're first starting out, you, you, you learn all these combinations of hands. You know, well, he could be doing this with pocket sixes to pocket aces. He's got ace king. He's got ace queen. He's got ace jack. And you put all this in your head. Then you see a flop and then you see some action. Now you have to go back through that list again. Okay. Well, if, if he did it with this, would he do it with that? Would he do it with, you know, and it's a very, mind-numbing exercise to try to do that um, at the table while you're playing. So the response that Elvita put out there was so 
Good. I couldn't believe it. He was, <laughs> he, he talked about how you learn a language and he's talking about hand reading, like learning a language. And if you think about how you learned a language, you learned it as, as a baby, you started learning and pretty soon you don't have to think about what a word is anymore. They just come spewing out of your mouth, like the words spewing out of my mouth right now. I'm not thinking about it. So um, he, he worded it. I mean, this, you have to read this forum post. It's so good. I mean, what the way Elvita put it together and the bottom line is it's practice. It's just like learning a new language. If you're, if you're going to learn Spanish, for instance, you go out and buy your, you know, Babel or whatever software program you're going to use and you start learning Spanish and you have to do it over and over and over again until it becomes automatic. And the same with hand reading. You have to do it over and over and over again until it comes automatic. And if you're really good at it, you might be as good as Ryan LaPlante. Because I don't know if you've ever heard him on our podcasts or any of the uh, coaching sessions that he does. He's, he goes through these combination of hands that are, are in there and out of there. And it's just amazing. It's just like automatic. It's just, it's a second language. Yeah, second language is the great tangent uh, or uh, tangent I was looking for there because I've spoken about poker being a language, sort of like something that you gain fluency in as you get more experience with it. And when we start, we don't really understand the grammar and syntax of it. But it's like Alvita saying here: there are, we understand words, we learn how words sound, then we learn how different words can combine to have different meanings and more nuanced meanings. Um, but still, when we're trying to communicate with people, if I'm, you know, before I learned how to speak Spanish, if I wanted to visit Spain, I'd bring a little travel book with me, a phrase book, and I would go to the back and I would look at phrases and then I could like speak a little Spanish, but I didn't really understand the language. I didn't know why the words meant what they meant or how to put them together creatively in my own way. I was only able to take rote pieces of information and then repeat them just like poker. We develop these rules, these things that kind of make it easier for us to just, you know, um, look to the back and, and pull out the phrase book. But once you start actually understanding the why of it, um, you do, you you start dream, you know, when people learn a new language and, and John's, uh, John Kroll talked about this before, um, he went to school in Italy for a while and he remembers, you know, learning Italian and the first time you start dreaming in Italian. Um, and it's just, I remember when I started dreaming in poker, it's not even an exaggeration. Um, and it's, uh, it's exactly the same kind of feeling of you just kind of gain more fluency, more unconscious competence when it comes to that sort of thing. There's a great reference here to uh, Daniel Kahneman's book, uh, thinking fast and slow, which has been so well recommended to me that I've been halfway through it for the last three years. And it's also the only thing I haven't done any other reading. Don't get me wrong. It's like, it's right there. I just, I need to do more time reading, but um, yeah, I can tell just from the first half of it, how, uh, how insightful he is when it comes to some of the stuff. Uh, Chris. Yeah. And I think one of the things that um, is pointed out in, in Elvita's post is uh, there's a, there's a line here. And I think this is, this is uh, something to, to really think about is, because um, I think the question that John's asking is this question of like, do I need a checklist? What is the, I think I've heard this a lot from, from recreational players. Do you have a checklist? What is the checklist? And to me, 
that is too big of a question. And really, like we have to, we have to, because we only have these 20 or 30 seconds. And even then people start to get a little impatient with us if we're doing that all the time, right? Like we have to be able to make these decisions faster. And the way to do that, I love that, that I love that book, that thinking fast and slow. Mm. And I think the way to do that is to, to make ourselves make these decisions a lot and practice them off the felt. And this is why I think like, even if you're like, I'm a live player online is not for me. I don't, I think what you, I still think you want to get yourself poker tracker for, you want to play like a few, like five or six tournaments online, and then you can be done with it. Right. Well, I, I think it's still better to keep doing it, but, but take those tournaments and go through them hand by hand and and do this kind of analysis and and yeah when you're doing it off the felt it should take a really long time did i make did i make the right open did i you know these are the kinds of questions that if if we had an infinite amount of time to make the decision at the poker table we would all take this amount of time right but we can't because people will call clock on us they'll get really annoyed with us but these are the kinds of things we can do on our own when we're studying. And those are the things that the more you do it, the more it becomes uh, the kind of instinctual reflexive thing that Elvita is talking about so that it doesn't feel so much of a chore. And so like, Oh, there's so many variables. How can I possibly like, you've seen this situation before, you know, okay, there's this kind of flop. It's a dynamic flop. People are going to play this in this kind of way. When they diverge from it, I'm going to recognize it because you've, you've put in that work. And that's really, that's really where these, these posts kind of come together for me. Yeah. Use that muscle, right? Train that muscle and get it good at um, doing that stuff automatically. And it also frees up the rest of your brain to look at other things that are going on at the table or to make other calculations or to consider other factors that while you're practicing, like, you know, while you're still using that part of your brain to do this kind of stuff, those extra levels are not available to you. So I think people feel like, you know, these pros, they're out there, they know all this stuff and they just have this like sixth sense about what's going on. I mean, part of the sixth sense is that they're not using as much of their brain on the foundational stuff because that stuff's all just kind of happening in the background. So they've got more brain available to focus on the differentiating uh, factors that they see out there, which makes them savvier, more able to exploit people um, and, that, and that sort of thing. Uh, there's a great response here by Eric Anderson. So like three, just three of our favorite forum posters here. If, if Adam, if, uh, Adam Wolf <laughs> could have popped in here, then maybe that would have been uh, uh, the, the crown. Um, but he just says, Eric says, another trick, just do as much beforehand as possible, just like Chris is saying. Um, no pod odds, break even, percentage, uh, break even percentages, minimum defense frequencies, know everyone's stack size before the cards are dealt, and, you know, think a street ahead or think about what cards are going to come that are going to help you or are going to hurt you so that you don't have to kind of start from scratch when, it's, when the action's on you. Um, so using the time when the actions on other people is also a really good, uh, a really good idea in this time. One resource that Eric points out in his post that I, you know, some of our, some of our wrecking crew members do coaching, uh, with recreational players and everyone that I work with, uh, if I'm ever, uh, coaching a client, one of the first things I do is I make them go over to Sky Matsuhashi's 
Smart Poker Studies 66 Days of Hand Reading. It's a free video series on YouTube. And it's just 66 instances of Sky opening Flopzilla and hand reading. And it is a great, if you it, do the whole thing. The point is that you have to keep at it every day or four days a week or three days or whatever you can do. Repeat it. Do it regularly. Do it at the same time of day. Um, train your brain to start doing this process off the felt, and you'll get better at doing it on the felt. I guarantee it. And it's it's the essence of poker, hand ranging. It's it's the most important thing that that you will learn as a poker player, and it's something that you will continue to get better at for the rest of your life. The more you study, so um, it's just su such a crucial part of the game. That, uh, I love that. Um, if if people are and John, if you're listening. Um, there's a tournament every fall. John Somsky, you might know the, is it WRGT or is it WGRT or something like that? Uh, Rec Gambling Poker or something like that. Uh, RG. Rec is... Gambling something. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. Yeah. It uh, used to I, be from the news groups. It's, it's like a, um, it's a, it's a turn-based email poker tournament that uh, they do every, I think it starts every August or every September. And it basically takes seven months to play. And you take turns by email over the course of the day. Um, so every time it's your action, you have something like four hours uh, of real time to consider your options, to do whatever calculations you want, and then to declare your action. And it's super fun. It's, it's a free tournament. There are no cash prizes. Um, but people play in it uh, every year. I learned about it from um, Nate Mavis at the Thinking Poker Podcast, and I've played in it for the last several years. John Somsky lasts longer than me consistently uh, every year that we play. Um, but if, John uh, Crowell, if you're looking at a way to sort of simulate the experience of a normal poker tournament, but having a much more uh, available amount of time in between hands, it is kind of an interesting experiment in that way. Although you have to, you know, commit to playing a poker tournament for seven months or something like that. So there, there is there is a bit of a trade-off there. But I, I've quite enjoyed that. It is wrgpt.org. Thank you, John. Saving my bacon. Um, and that's a great group that uh, puts this together, and they do it every year. And uh, uh, I can't applaud that enough. It's, it's super fun. So... Yeah, folks. So the hand, the, the hand, the name of the post is hand reading in real time. If you go to uh, rec.poker, sign up for a free account and go check out the forums. It's by Seven High Eleven, and you too could read all the in-depth, fantastic responses that made it Rob Washam's the uh, candidate for a forum post of the year. And he's he's in those forums, so he knows he knows when the cream rises to the top. So I'm excited to. Uh, See some more responses to this. And I hope some other players get a chance to read this. And like our man uh, Seven High Eleven says, um, this is the response I was looking for. It gives me hope for the future as long as I'm willing to put in the work. Um, I was worried that I had somehow plateaued in my handwriting abilities. <laughs> and very happy to hear that no goats were harmed. Yeah, so if you want to learn about the goats, you're going to have to come and check out the forum post yourself. But I have it on good authority that no goats were harmed in the uh, recording of that post. All right. Well, anything else uh, we should touch on here, folks? Or should we let this audience get themselves out of here? 
All right, well, seeing none, I want to thank Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino and website Ham. And, of course, 7 High 11, Elvita, Eric Anderson, Chris, Keith, Rob, John, you, the listeners. Good afternoon.